Trevor Stafford ready in the gun. First down and 10 from the Giants, 13. Has a snap, play face. Throws off his back foot. Crossing the field, left side, it's Cooper Cup at the 10. To the 5, to the pylon. Touchdown, Cooper Cup. Touchdown, LA! Early in this fourth quarter, Cooper Cup to the end zone for the second time in week six. It's a blowout in the Meadowlands. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Rams Revealed. L.A. is 5-1, and one, coming back from New York, and they're at SoFi Stadium this weekend to take on the Detroit Lions. Our guest this week is the NFL's leading receiver, Cooper Cup. Great to have you. Nice to see you. Yes, thanks for having me. First of all, how's the family? How's things going on the home front? They're wonderful. Having a great time, enjoying the season, um, enjoying ball. Two boys, right? Two boys. And what are they into these days? Oh, yeah, man, everything. Um, you know, my oldest is just getting into watching the Rams play into, uh, you know, anytime he sees football and he's asking, mm-hmm. he's like, you know, hey, Daddy, where are you? Like, <laughs> I'm on the couch with you right now. But, uh, you know, he's he's enjoying it. He's having a great time. And um, it's just it's a lot of fun right now. Dynamic going through a season with two of them is different than it has been in years past, I bet, it is, right? It is. You know, bath time's a big deal when you get home. So you, you get done with your day of work, get home and get the boys fed and get two of them wrangled up, get them washed and get them down. So it's, a, it's always a... A fun little time. Uh, we try to make the most of it. You know, try to enjoy those times. It's like, uh, you know, this could be a very, like, grueling task trying to get these boys to eat their food and go to bed. Right. Um, but we try to take an approach like we get to enjoy this time as much, best, as, much as we can. Yeah, spouses uh, tend to be each other's best coaches in that regard. Yeah. I'm living that life as well. Uh, to your life on the football field, which is off to a great start. Depending on how you slice it, it is the best receiving start in NFL history through six games. We'll get to that in a moment. But I'm curious from your standpoint, do you feel like you've taken your game to the next level? And if so, how? Uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think every year I've played this game, I've hoped to take things you know, forward, step forward, being able to transcend what I did the year before. Uh, maybe not statistically, but just in terms of how I approach my game. You know, when I watch myself on film from one year to the next, I want to see improvement. Mm-hmm. I want to see uh, weaknesses become strengths and strengths become, um, you know, even stronger. So um, I do think I've taken a step. I think I've, you know, what you do in the offseason, I think I've, um, you know, hopefully that's, you know, being reflected. Um, but we also have some really good football players from playing around, um, some guys doing some really good stuff right now. And um, all that stuff comes together as a receiver. You're accountable for the – the 10 guys that um, are playing on that field with you, they are such a huge part of anything that you get done as a, as a football player, as a receiver. So um, really a testament to the guys that I have around me. I'm going to follow up on that point you just made in just a second. But first, did it take more physically this offseason to get to where you are now, given where things ended last January? Yeah, there was. There was definitely. I mean, uh, anytime you go into an offseason and you, you know, you give your – I always give myself a month to just, you know, uh, decompress, mm-hmm. reflect on the season, see how make a game plan for what I want to do moving forward. Um, but you know, coming off of the knee thing last year, it did take a little bit longer. Where I wasn't really able to get in and do the things I wanted to right away. So I was a little bit behind the ball. I felt felt like a little bit getting into it. But um, you really have enough time to really get in and do the things you want to do. So um, you know, felt good about it. I said this before to our audience. I, I just try to speak it into existence. I never want to see another Rams season end with Cooper Cup on the sideline, mm-hmm. be it the NFC Championship year or last year. Mm-hmm. Let's see where things go when you're when you're dressed and ready I, to play. I agree with that. Um, this is going to embarrass you a little bit, but my Excellent. two favorite nuggets coming out of week six, humor me if you don't mind. I'm sure you don't care about these, but uh, NFL players with 600-plus receiving yards and seven touchdowns after week six. 
you and Randy Moss in 2007. Most touchdown receptions in the first 60 games of a Rams career. Cooper Cup 31, Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce 29. That get your attention at all? I mean, just very, I mean, just to have those names, I mean, thrown around. Um, and that's a pretty incredible thing to football players that I've got so much respect for what they've done in their careers consistently over and over and over again, um, being at just the top of this league in terms of um, their production. So, um, you know, very humbled to have my name put in there with those yeah. guys and um you know a great great challenge to continue to push continue to be consistent and um you know be there for uh for this team i don't think they gave out any awards or records after six weeks that yeah, i'm aware no, of so just putting that out there yep. do you have a favorite play this season though favorite play of this of the season mm-hmm. oh man i don't know if anything you know what actually the the one that does come to mind was that first game van jefferson's you know deep pass i yes. think just the energy of you know, getting into SoFi, a Sunday night game, and being able to go and and have just such an explosive play um, right off the bat, where it just felt like you know, here we go, we're we're getting the season going. Um, that was just that was a that was a a pretty special thing. So um, I, I'm say that's the first thing that comes to mind is that one. And that was the most Cooper Cup answer ever. I didn't think I had to specify what was your favorite play that you made this season, <laughs> uh, but I won't follow up to put you on the spot even more. Instead, I'll read to you with this. My favorite play of yours this season was Thursday Night Football in Seattle, the block you put on Jamal Adams to get Daryl Henderson uh, into the red zone with a, a 29-yard carry. You scored on the next play with Tyler Higby. Maybe I'll just use that as a jumping off point for aside from receiving and some of these records that you're setting. How much pride and how much diligence does it take to be as good as you are in the other phases of being a Rams receiver? Oh, I think it's something we pride ourselves on in, in our room. Um, that's something that Coach Yarbs is you know, harps on us about. It's something that we um, rely on as a as a team. Is you know, as receivers, you gotta be a part of the blocking surface. You gotta be a part of um, of this run game and getting things going there. So, um, you know, it it does take the uh, attention to detail to understand. You know, now a little bit of a new language of what the offensive line is talking about when you're in those situations and understanding who the targets are and what what your responsibilities are coming off of that as well so um it is great it, it's really i mean when you really step into it it is like you know it can be like putting your kids to to uh like trying to get them to eat trying to get them to bed okay spell night. this out for me i okay, like where so you're going is, so you get home from 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 uh <laughs> from practice you're exhausted you're tired you gotta put the, your kids to get them give them the food you gotta get them washed you gotta try to keep them in bed get them to go to sleep that can be a grueling task or it can be something you really enjoy, you know, enjoy that you know, opportunity to be with your kids. You know, it's very limited during the season. Blocking <laughs> as a receiver can also be a, a very grueling thing, but the opportunity to learn and be a part of things with the offensive line, with the tight ends, be able to communicate with each other, um, being able to work off of each other. You know, if you put the time in, you really get to be a part of a like that's what they do those that's what those guys they, they love that stuff and be able mm-hmm. to be a part of that and and love it with them that's a pretty cool thing and then the on the plus side you run the ball well you get some great play actions off of it some good stuff coming back your way as well so um you know that's just something for us as receivers I and mean, we we love the challenge of being being a part of the run game you embody that so does robert woods you've spoken about this seemingly after every great game that you've had uh, how much you love and respect him And it's true of the work that Deshaun and Van and Higgs are doing to create these channels for you as well. But Robert specifically, I mean, I love it if you just take a moment and and can speak to what he's done to allow you and this offense to have the start that you have. Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, he's 
in my opinion, is probably the most – he is the most complete receiver in the league, I think. Hmm. Um, you know, what he can do in terms of the top shelf stuff, what he does in the intermediate game, what he does um, underneath, being able to get open, his ability to separate versus press, ability to eat up grass versus off coverage. Um, I don't think there's anyone in the league that you can ask to do all the things he does in the pass game and then also understand all the stuff he has to do in the run game. Um, you know, he's used a lot of times as a fullback or ISOing up on, on safeties rolling down into the box. Um, you know, he's he's sifting off of edges, you know, being able to take uh, shots off of our running backs. And um, he plays with an energy still, snap in, snap out, whether it's the first snap, the 70th snap, whatever it is. He's playing with the energy to make sure he's running to the ball. Um, any opportunity to play for his guys, um, I just think, um, I think the world of him and how he plays the game. So, um, you know, it was, it's, it's been an incredible thing for me coming in five years, being able to watch him do that over mm-hmm. the course of this. I mean, he's just been a great example for me. Looking ahead to Detroit, a uh, couple of topics that I think will be prevailing themes this week for you and your offense. One would be starting faster. Uh, the second would be having more favorable down and distance on third down. I think you called the third down efficiency the last two weeks atrocious. You can take those in any order you like or maybe address them together. What's it going to take? to get this offense from from excellent to elite yeah it's just execution the margin for error in this league is razor thin you you have to be able to execute play and play out and uh you know little mistakes can cause a a big problem for you you know you're second and second and six you feel like you're in a good spot you know you you don't execute you you know maybe we're running the ball and you take a two-yard loss your third and eight call is different than your you know third and four call Mm -hmm. um and um you know just putting ourselves in in positions to be able to execute and even if we do get in those third and eights third and tens third and longs um just being better about being on on our p's and q's and understanding what we're trying to attack and um you know we just we just have to be better across the board and and we will we've got the right guys everyone here i mean we're we're in a in a pretty uh it's a pretty incredible thing to come in this building today to have the um to have the ability to feel like there's more that we can push mm-hmm. from what we can be better and have that that challenge and everyone having that feeling like we can be better here we can do more we can be more precise we can execute better coming off a game that looks like you know was a really good win so um, it's a pretty pretty cool thing for us to be able to feel this way but um, we got to just continue to you know, push through that so that's not for show you and Sean McVay go to the microphone in the Meadowlands and you're upset about winning by 25 and resting some starters but you come back here on Monday and that was the through line yeah I think that is I mean you, I guess sometimes you know after a game you might have the emotional mm-hmm. response of what that was and you watch the film but I think that's the that's the prevailing feeling coming in here today and um, you know we're going to make those adjustments we've you know been able to meet and go through that stuff and now moving forward we get to uh get to you know make it come to life sure uh one of maybe the biggest reasons why we're so thankful that you were willing to sit down with us today is because it is lions week and your friendship with jared goff and potential perspective on his return to la is one that i'm very glad to tap into first of all what are you feeling at the outset of this week yeah well i mean on the it's a it's another opportunity another another team coming into sofi um you know we're uh at the end of the day, just excited about the opportunity to go out there and, and, and play our game, um, be able to make the adjustments that we've we've like we've, like we've talked about here, and be able you know bring those to life coming up on Sunday. And um, I mean, all the other all the outside noise is really just that. I mean, you, you, there's a lot of you know underlying stories and all this mm-hmm. different stuff. But when you step on the field, it's football, and you gotta be able to execute. You gotta be able to play your game. Um, we've uh, you know, I think the Lions have done some. They, they, their record is a very different story than what they've done. You know, when you watch the film, you watch the close games they've been in, um, the, how how hard those guys play. 
you know, it's going to be a, a great challenge for us. I mean, as any team is in the NFL, you've got such good football players across this league. Um, we've got to be on our stuff and, and, you know, excited about the opportunity to move forward and um, be able to game plan these guys and, and put a good, good week of practice together. So I'm interpreting your answer and I don't want to put words in your mouth. So clarify is that your friendship with Jared transcends one Sunday at SoFi stadium, right? Whether he's here or he's playing the Cincinnati Bengals, you wish him well. Yeah. He just happens to be on the opposing sideline this yes. week. No, no, surely. And, um, you know, I do, I, I'm, I'm always gonna be rooting for Jared. Um, you know, he's, was instrumental for me coming in here. Mm -hmm. He was the, you know, the first guy that really took me under his wing when I, when I got drafted. Um, my, my family, we lived at his house when we first got drafted and, um, you know, very thankful for him and the time that we've had together for his friendship. At the same time, I, I have not, I'm not rooting for him on Sunday. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, we have, um, you know, anyone that steps into SoFi, is, you know, if we, we want to be able to dominate that game. So, um, you know, it all obviously is a friendship that's, that's beyond football, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, it will be fun to see him. It has pained me, I don't know if you share this too, to, to see the rough start they've been off to and the way they've lost some of those games. Um, but I got thinking this week, like Jared's been there before, right? He did it at Cal. He did it here in Los Angeles. Is he still the right guy for that moment, albeit not this Sunday, to help the Lions get to where they're trying to go? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I love Jared. I know what, what he's about and uh, the throws that he can make, what he can do as a quarterback. So, um, you know, I've got all the faith in the world that you know, Jared's going to be able to do his thing there. And not just him, but Brock, too, mm -hmm. Daryl Hodge, maybe Nikel Roby Coleman, Aubrey Pleasant. It's going to be a, a little bit of a reunion pregame before uh, the lights really come okay, on sure. and you guys kick it off. Uh, Cooper, last thing, we, we finish with a closing segment we call Three and Out. I have three final questions for you. They tend to be on the, the lighter side. Uh, don't feel like you have to get them right. But if you do, and I'm pretty sure I'll accept your answers, I make a donation to the LA Rams Foundation on your behalf, okay? okay. So let's finish with Three and Out. Uh, first question over under here 70 points over under 70 points how many did the eastern washington eagles score against idaho in last week's victory i think it was an over it was an over 71 21 in cheney they improved a 7 and 0 program record 837 yards of total offense their quarterback passed for 608 scores uh, question number two are you aware of the concept of scoragami have you heard of scoragami scoragami I have not heard of score. Good. It gives me a chance to uh, to introduce it then. It's when the final score of a game had never been recorded in NFL history. Okay. And so your Rams 38 to 11 victory was the 1000 1000th and 67th unique score really? in pro football history. Oh, very interesting. And believe it or not, the Bengals win had only been recorded once prior. Interesting. So there you uh, have it. Last thing, one of the uh, coolest quotes of the summer for me, Jalen Ramsey uh, said, Hunter Renfro has some Cooper Cup in him. I thought that was awesome. Um, the Ocho route, though, against the Bucks. I think it's time to kind of set the record straight. Who's inspiring who here between you and, and Hunter Renfro? Okay, there's The Ocho came up. <laughs> The Ocho came up when Double D started running his mouth during some player-led, some player Dante practices. Dante Dion. That's Dante Dion had a great game this last week. Um, he started running his mouth. You know, the defense is feeling good. We're down in the red zone. They've seen our plays over and over again. These kind of, I know what he's going to do as soon as I start to run this little route we've got. And, uh, you know, I just told, this is back a few years ago, I told Jared, hey, I'm going to just like call that play, but I'm just going to, instead of coming back in, I'm just going to keep it back out. And Double D obviously bid on it, hooping and hollering. The offense is pumped. Um, comes up, story gets back to Sean. And, uh, you know, he's like, you know, that's a good idea. Let's 
we have in our offense. We never really ran it, never yeah. really ran it. But uh, I was pumped to see that in the uh, on the play sheet for the for the Bucks game, and um, we made it, you know made it come to life. So. I'm not saying who did who first. I don't know when Renfro started doing his stuff <laughs> Parallel and all tracks, the though. different stuff, but yeah. it was an isolated incident of just, you know, being able to play off of something we've done before. You and Matthew did it so well. Uh, Cooper Cup, thank you. Appreciate your time. It's always great catching up with you. How far are we going to take this beard? We're going to let the beard go all year. Yeah? I'll keep it lined up. I'll keep it lined up, but I'm, I'm going to keep things somewhat nicely cut, but I'm letting it, letting it go. Best to you, your family, and your team as you look to continue this success at SoFi Stadium on Sunday against the Detroit Lions. I'm JB Long, and this is Rand Revealed.